0: FM, The Drive, presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. Apple pie, baseball, and rock and roll. Each one is as undeniably American as the other. And now, as spring pushes the crocuses up from the dirt and the sun's rays stretch longer over stadiums across the country... Our thoughts turn to the game that has captured American hearts for as long as it has been played. Our national pastime blooms in the spring. And for a long time, the game didn't have much to do with rock and roll at all. But to John Fogarty, they were as complimentary to one another as apple pie is to ice cream. Fogarty grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, home of Joe DiMaggio, the legendary center fielder for the New York Yankees. And because of that, and the fact that there were no major league teams on the West Coast in the early 50s when he was growing up, he and his brothers were avid Yankees fans, listening to the games on the radio. That love of baseball carried through his entire life. From his time in the Army, after being drafted into the Vietnam War, through his days with Credence Clearwater Revival, and through the aftermath of disbanding CCR in the early 70s. When he embarked on his solo career, his first two solo albums didn't sell very well, and he was embroiled in legal battles with his record label. Because of this, it took him almost a decade to tackle his third solo effort. John Fogarty was nearing 40 years old by the time he finally headed back to the studio to record that album, and he had the title for it even before he had written one word of the lyrics for the title track. It was to be called, center field. Bogarty has said that his love of baseball and the motivation that baseball requires of its players to prepare for the dream of winning is what informed his decision to step back into his own job of making music. The idea that challenges are faced by every player on the field and that you have to meet those challenges in order to succeed began to shape his own drive to record the songs that he had in his head. Always workmanlike in his approach to crafting songs, he found a similarity between playing a team sport and knocking a hit song out of the ballpark, so to speak, in a way that hadn't really been done before. Fogarty made baseball a little more rock and roll when he released the Centerfield album, marrying the two things that meant the most to him in a way that the world most decidedly welcomed. And even though his inspiration for Center Field was based on his lifelong love of the game, a game that cannot be played without a team, he performed all of the instruments on the album himself, wrote the songs himself, and recorded and produced and arranged the album by himself. It was truly a solo work that put him back in the game. When it was released in 1985, it was a hit. The Centerfield album went double platinum on the strength of its title track, as well as The Old Man Down the Road and Rock and Roll Girls. The album artwork is decidedly baseball-centric, as the name implies. It features an old baseball glove on the cover, with his name and Centerfield written in the type of font that you would see on a baseball jersey. Flip the album over, and on the back you'll see a picture straight out of a baby boomer's childhood bedroom baseball cap hanging off of a dresser with figurines of a fireman, a cowboy, a police officer, a pilot, a chef, and of Joe DiMaggio in a Yankees uniform situated around shelves by the window at the foot of a four-poster wooden bed. On the dresser, a figurine of a musician playing guitar by an old radio. It's a snapshot of a romanticized memory of America, from a very specific time period in which rock and roll was new and baseball was everything. On the Inside sleeve, the album is dedicated to Gossamer Wump and Dreams That Survive. Now, Gossamer Wump is the main character in a children's record that came out in the late 1940s when Fogarty was a child. About a boy with one green eye and one blue eye who dreams of being in a band and learns to play the triangle only to be rejected several times in his efforts until he finally lands a job as the triangle player on an ice cream truck. The takeaway is that Wump kept at his dream until he succeeded, even through disappointments and rejection, which inspired Fogarty both as a child and all those years later in his middle age, working on his own dream of continuing his music career, taking himself off the bench, as it were. And there are plenty of baseball heroes mentioned in the album's title track, too. Center field starts like this. We'll beat the drum and hold the phone. The sun came out today. We're born again. There's new grass on the field. Around in third and headed for home. It's a brown-eyed, handsome man. Anyone can understand the way I feel. Springtime in America. Baseball season starts, that feeling of shaking off winter and heading out to enjoy the sun and the fun at the ballpark. For Fogarty, he was shaking off years of inertia and gloving up for his own big contest by releasing this album. He said that the brown eyed, handsome man mentioned in these lines was the Hall of Famer Jackie Robinson, who broke color lines when he was the first African American to play in Major League Baseball when he joined the Brooklyn Dodgers in the late 1940s. The line, brown-eyed handsome man, is from a Chuck Berry song of the same title in a nod to Berry. And the song continues with the chorus, with lines that Fogarty says he would yell at the radio during games when he was growing up. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me. I can be center field. And the next verse calls up a famous poem written about baseball. Well, I spent some time in the Mudville Nine, watching it from the bench. You know, I took some lumps when the mighty case struck out. So say, hey, Willie, tell the Cobb and Joe DiMaggio, don't say it ain't so. You know, the time is now. These lines refer in part to Casey at the Bat, a poem written way back in the late 1800s by Ernest Thayer. It describes a minor league team called the Mudville Nine in the fictional town of Mudville, whose hopes rest on their star player, Casey. With the bases loaded, an overconfident Casey doesn't bother to hit the first two pitches, which were called out as strikes and swings but strikes out again on the third, which blows the game. The poem ends with, There is no joy in Mudville. The mighty Casey has struck out. When Fogarty references Willie, Cobb, and Joe DiMaggio in the song, he's talking, of course, about three of baseball's greatest centerfield players, Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, and his old hero, DiMaggio. In the context of the song, he's calling them up to underline a point. Don't be so overconfident in your game that you lose your fundamentals. Every swing is important. You got to get a little wood on the ball to get a win and that kind of thing. And the song continues with the chorus again. And here one could infer that Fogarty was singing these lines to himself as he worked all alone. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me. I can be center field. And then it's on to the final verse. I got a beat-up glove, a homemade bat, and a brand-new pair of shoes. You know, I think it's time to give this game a ride. Just to hit the ball and touch them all. A moment in the sun. It's gone, and you can tell that one goodbye. Now, I love how this verse truly brings it all back home for Fogarty, and he did it so cleverly in the song. He's ready to jump in the game, touch them all, and have a moment in the sun, metaphorically. And the last line is a quote from Lon Simmons, the announcer for the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants. Simmons was known to call home runs by saying, tell it goodbye during the games. It was a nod to Major League Baseball, which had in the years since he was a kid, arrived in his hometown. And he worked it in perfectly in the context of the song and it would be prophetic for his own home run for the album, which, as I mentioned, went double platinum when it was released. Tell it goodbye, indeed. It would be akin to a musician growing up in Chicago to work in Cubs announcer Harry Carey's famous call of it could be, it might be, it is a home run, or holy cow, into a song about baseball on a comeback album. Fogarty got it in there the song ends with the chorus. Put me in coach, I'm ready to play today. Look at me, I can be, Centerfield. Centerfield has been played at ballparks across America since its release. And it is continuously played at the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. The song has become the unofficial anthem of our national pastime, and in 2010, Fogarty was honored during the National Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. The first time the Hall of Fame ever honored a musician or a song. With springtime comes opening day in ballparks everywhere. And with that, we're sure to hear Fogarty's now familiar song with heartfelt lyrics that speak to the best of the game. The very reason we have a soft spot for baseball. In order to succeed, we first have to dream. And no matter what, whether we reach the top or bottom out, we dream to fly the W. And if we don't, we leave it all on the field trying. And if not this year, then next year, as long as the dream is alive. I'm Janda and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on this podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Podcast One. Or stream for free at WDRV.com, Behind the Song, or on the Drive app. Subscribe to the Behind the Song podcast on YouTube and watch the video episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jandalane Radio and on Twitter and TikTok at Jandalane. On the way, episodes about lyrics from John Mellencamp, Blind Faith, and more classic rock and roll.